0: Uh, so thank you for being here today. Uh, you know, whatever reason that brought you to our church this morning, we just want to say thank you for being a part of our service. Um, this is the time of year where it's all about tradition. And I'm sure this past weekend, you guys have started some of your Christmas traditions. Maybe this is one of your family Christmas traditions, being here to see a, a, a children's program. Um, but you know, for me and my family, we have all kinds of traditions we enjoy, but one of our favorite traditions is our Christmas tree. Now, our Christmas tree, putting it up, it's a normal tree, it's you know artificial, it has automatic lights, which is great, uh, less, a lot less for me to do, but it's what we put on the tree every year that means so much to us. You see, my son and I could probably have a separate tree with Star Wars and superheroes and you know Harry Potter and Disney. We can have just one tree there. I can have a smaller tree for my Christmas vacation ornaments, um, and those are all fun, But the ones that we really enjoy, my wife and I really enjoy, uh, are the ones that remind us of the things we do. Uh, And one of the traditions we've had in our marriage is anytime we go anywhere, uh, whether it's a vacation or a trip or a special event, we like to find ornaments that kind of represents that trip. And and so throughout our time together in in, in our marriage, we have found all these kind of ornaments. And every year, we look forward to putting ornaments. on. this is just some of our tree ornaments, of course, Star Wars and stuff. But, but that's our tree. And it's a time capsule of what we've done in our marriage. And I absolutely love that. Now, that's one of my favorite traditions we do. And maybe for you, your traditions are the tree. Maybe your favorite tradition is um, going to a concert. Uh, maybe it's that thing you have to eat. If you don't eat it, it's not Christmas. But whatever it is, we have these traditions that every year we make sure we we do consume or be a part of. One of those traditions, especially here in the United States, is church. Whether you are a person that goes to church every single Sunday or just in special times a year, for some reason when Christmas turns around, you find yourself in a house of worship. And it's a part of your family tradition. And maybe you don't call it worship, maybe you call it mass um, a candlelight service, whatever. But you just tend to be in a place like this, this time of year. See, traditions are very powerful. And the church tradition really reminds us that this really is a place to be. This place and places like it all across this world, are a place that we can find and be closer to God. God. And this morning, we're going to dive into two stories. We're going to actually talk, uh, jump a little bit around about the Christmas story. But I really want to emphasize that this story tells us that, that really his house is the place to be, no matter how messy life may be. And so our first story we're going to jump into actually happens after the nativity story. It's, one of my, it's actually one of my favorite like, Christmas stories, even though it's not really depicted in any kind of nativity. Uh, but I love this story. So Luke chapter 2, verse 22 says this. When it came time for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, him being baby Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As is written, the law of the Lord, every firstborn male must be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, Mary and Joseph, brand new parents, just like a lot of new parents have these faith traditions they have to be a part of. So for here at Polaris, it, you know, we have things called baby dedications. And so what, what we do is we have our parents who have had you know, young children say, hey, we, we're going to dedicate our lives, our parenting around the concept of, of teaching our children how to love and follow Jesus. And you know, I love that that Sunday when you get to see all these new babies come up and, and to be dedicated, and it's awesome. Maybe for you, your guys' family traditions are a little different. But just like Mary and Joseph, there are these traditions that this have to happen. But imagine, if you will, baby Jesus wakes up and is cranky, doesn't wanna get his stuff on. Gets very nicely dressed, just like my son did in his baby dedication. And maybe Mary Joseph snaps a picture, and then next thing you know, that outfit is ruined. And now you got a real, how can I get him back to church with these nice outfits? So all kinds of excuses could happen for baby Jesus not to come, and yet the parents made sure that happens. Because God's house is the place to be. Something special about these traditions. Then there's this man named Simeon. Now, Simeon is a very interesting character and a very interesting story. We find his story in Luke chapter 2, verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. He had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. And so you have this guy named Simeon who we don't know very much. We don't know know, a lot about his history, how long he's lived, but he was promised he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And I imagine that morning Simeon gets up. I'm sure he didn't realize that he was going to meet the Messiah that morning. He felt he had to be at church. Like it was the place he had to be. And in that moment he meets the Messiah. How powerful a story that is. This is just the place where you can just be in community and find these friendships and and, and grow. For a lot of us, Church community is so important. If you are, have been a part of a church community for a long time, you know how powerful it is. When things are not at its greatest, your church family just seems to be there. When things are joyful and you want to celebrate, your church family seems to surround you. And that's what the community is supposed to be. But for many of us, Throughout the year, throughout our lives, we, sh- we kind of struggle with this Christian community for a multiple d- different w- reasons. Maybe for you, it's just busyness. We live in a busy world with all kinds of things that can fill our day and fill our lives. Maybe it's just one of those things where you get a morning where you wake up and your child is like done, does not want to get up, doesn't want to move, doesn't want to get dressed. Or you're like, my son eats his breakfast in an hour and a half. And you're like, how are we going to get to church on time? Maybe it's a little deeper. Maybe there's been some church hurt in your life. Maybe someone who's called themselves Christian has treated you poorly. You haven't seen this place as a community. Can I encourage you this morning to rethink this place? Rethink a church family. Rethink what a community of God is supposed to be like a place where he dwells, a place where even the sons of, of God had to be shortly after he's born, a place where a man who, who, who was promised something powerful that he would not die till he sees the Messiah had to be. This is the place to be. Yes, even in your mess. When you look at the story of Mary and Joseph, it is such a messy story. Specifically, when we look at the story of Mary, long before there was the hustle and bustle of the season, uh, you had a situation where you had a young lady who was involved with something that changed the world and changed her. But here's the thing about the nativity scene. and I love our nativity scene at home. It, it's, it's very nice. We got it in pieces from uh, my wife's family as we uh, early in our marriage, and it's very nice, one of those, you know ones that you like to set up really nice and make sure it looks good. But as nice as our nativity scenes are, there's more to the story behind them. See, Mary's pictures and paintings throughout history have been ones of of just you know beauty and glow, and like there's a perfectly smiled, and there's a perfect hay around the manger, and and there was no smells at all, and, and there definitely no blood or guts or nothing like nothing bad. Just glow. But if you knew the story. And her expectations were so high on what she had to do, what she was involved with, so much so that an angel had to be involved. Luke chapter 1, verse 39 tells us, But the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You'll conceive and give birth to a son. You will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. The angel paints this really cool picture. You are going to be favored among God. Awesome. Your son is going to be the son of the Most High. He will have a throne. Really, really neat. But the story of Mary is a lot more messy. Mary was a young woman, probably a teenager. Talk about going through life and not knowing what's going on. This young teenager is now going to be pregnant with the Son of God. Really messy. Mary was in danger. In her time, in her culture, man, there wasn't a no, nice hospital room for you to go to. There weren't doctors on the ready to help the mom. There were no such things as like prenatal vitamins, nothing like that. She was in danger. Mary was in legal trouble, because in Jesus' time, in that time, an unmarried pregnant woman was, was not a good thing in the eyes of the law. I mean, she could have been imprisoned or worse. Oh, yeah. And she had the baby in a cave, You gotta think about it. We think of the nativity like this nice barn and and these this perfectly, everything's nice. It's not, it was dirty. And she laid the baby Jesus in a feeding trough. It wasn't some nice bed and and that, you know, nice bassinet or a blanket that grandma made for, for the baby. It was messy, it was dangerous. And yet here you have this young woman knowing that she's got all this responsibility on her shoulders. But she wasn't the only one who was surprised that night. We're going to skip down to Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there's shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, the Savior is born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly a company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace to whom his favor rests as mary's experience this joy of a birthing a baby boy and the terror that goes with it these shepherds are hanging out in the fields nearby speaking of messes the shepherds were not necessarily like the A team of that era the shepherds were very much people who kind of did the shepherding thing you know far far kind of out of the way maybe not very educated and I was telling our students this past Wednesday night at SMT, I said, you know, can you imagine, you're trying to start this new movement. Shouldn't you, like, go to someone with, like, some power or some clout, some, like, you know, some swing? No, he decided to go to the shepherds. And these shepherds were so amazed by what they see. And of course, when you hear something amazing, what do you want to do? You naturally want to go check it out. And that's what they did. In verse 16, it says, They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in the manger. When they seen him, they spread the word concerning what they they were told about this child. And all who heard were amazed what the shepherd said to them. Mary's circumstances was a mess. And yet... Everything was kind of like, like adding up. This child arrives. These shepherds, who probably was kind of scary, like if you get a knock on the door of people you don't know at all, and now there's these shepherds who have probably not the greatest reputation, they are come to see the child because it's so powerful. Everything lined it up. And here's what Mary does. In verse 19, it says that, But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. To me, when we look back at our lives, we look back at Christmas time, we need to take a moment and kind of breathe. Here's what happens to a lot of us. Uh, Next couple weeks, we're two weeks away, uh, it's going to go by like a blink. Uh, And sometimes in the midst of that blink, we have a lot of messy situations. You're going to see family in the next couple weeks that you're not probably thrilled to see. Uh, Maybe you are, but there are definitely some that you're not. Uh, (laughs) There's going to be people in your life that are going to bug you. You're going to have a work assignment due uh, the week before Christmas, and your boss is going to say things that frustrates you. You're going to have mess at home. Your kids are going to want, 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 want. They're going to go to a store. I want this, 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 this. And it's going to be very much a mess. And yet, I encourage you to pause. No matter what your circumstances are, You see, this life is messy, and yet Jesus came here to bring you something so special. And the beauty of the story, and what I love dearly about the Simeon story and the story of Mary, is that it's connected. Mary is promised She's gonna give birth to the son, and also these angels are promised that they're gonna see the Messiah. And then this guy named Simeon, who none of them know at all, is promised he's not gonna die as he sees the Messiah. And it shows us and all points us back to here. See, having a church community is so important. And I encourage you, if you whatever brought you here this morning, whether it's you're here to see kids sing and dance and have a good time, or are or you here every week? Whenever what brought you here? I encourage you to find a church home and build those communities. You know, some of my darkest moments were lifted up by people in this room. Uh, some of the things I've gone through that have been really tough, I've walked side by side with people who are part of this community. Some of the things that I, I celebrate and celebrate often are with people in this community. It is worth building those things. And as we kind of ponder these things, as Mary did, I encourage you to, to take some time as we sing one last song. The band's going to come up, and I, want to, I encourage you and challenge you to do two, 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 two things. I want you to ask yourself, what would your life look like if you invested in a church community? how would your world look like? How would it look differently if you chose to say, you know what, uh, this Christmas season, as messy as my life is and as crazy things are, what if I started to say, you know what, I'm gonna find a church home. My second thing is, is I challenge you as how, how messy life may be right now to pause and find his peace. And there's all kinds of things that are happening in this world and it's, it's dragging us all kinds of directions. But, but Mary's, Mary's story is a labor of love. Mary's story is something that shows us that Jesus loves us, God loves us so much that he came here to die. And I challenge you to find that peace this Christmas season. Will you pray with me? God, first, thank you for the joy that children bring. God, the, the hearing kids sing and, and watching them goof off and dance. God, you, you uh, celebrate so much in that because you tell us that if you, the way we see children the way we see you and God remember where we're at this Christmas season God let us know that, that we can find peace in our mess no matter how messy it may be this season if we just turn to you and God I ask you just help us find a church community help us know that this is the place to be your, your son was brought into to a worship place. A man named Simeon had to be here. The, the, the shepherds had to go and worship the child. That this is the place to be. And God, I ask you to bless us this Christmas season in all that we do. We pray this in your name. Amen.